All right, the New Orleans Pelicans just sent a statement throughout the NBA as they dismantled the best team in the Western Conference. Let's break down how they were able to score a signature victory like this. It's a live episode of Locked On Pelicans. Let's go. You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily New Orleans Pelicans podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available wherever you get your podcasts and available on YouTube. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter, here with y'all after the Pelicans scored a major victory over the Minnesota Timberwolves. Beating the best team in the Western Conference, one. what was the final score? I don't even have it updated here. We're doing this live, of course. 117-106, leading by 20 for the majority of this game. It's about a signature of a win, a statement victory, something that is going to send a bit of a shockwave through the NBA as the Pelicans get it going in this one. We're going to break it down for you in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. If you're joining us on the live show here, comment down below. If you're an everydayer, let me know as well. What did you think of this game? What did you think the Pelicans did the best? Let me know in the comments down below. Today's episode of Locked on Pelicans brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked on to get started. So let's get into this one because, oh boy, was that a victory by the Pelicans against one of the best teams in the NBA, the best team in the Western Conference. And what's great about this is the Minnesota Timberwolves have been the top team in the Western Conference for over 45 days, I think. This is not a fluke of a Minnesota Timberwolves team. This is very much a signature victory for the Pelicans this season. We've seen them take care of worse teams like the Brooklyn Nets the other night. But to go on the road when they landed in Minnesota at around 2 in the morning to come out and play like they did here in such an emphatic way, right? The stars played like stars. We'll get into Zion. We'll get into B.I. here, right? The role players stepped up again in a tough environment on the road. The Minnesota Timberwolves have only lost one other game at home this season. The Pelicans going and doing all of that when, look, you didn't, they didn't win this. We weren't going to really be upset. But they go out and they just dominate that team. The defense was there. You got the effort on the defensive side for from Zion, from Brandon Ingram. This is the type of thing that makes people around the league really nervous about the Pelicans, right? When you looked at the past couple of off seasons, people were waiting for this Pelicans team to take the leap. They've always kind of let us down in some sort of fashion, whether it was Zion wasn't playing all season or last year losing in the play-in tournament to the uh, Oklahoma City Thunder, they've never really been consistent enough. But you're really starting to see it since that big-time loss to the Los Angeles Lakers in the in-season tournament. They seem to have woken up. They are now, I think, 9-4 and in the 12, was that 12 games, 13 games, whatever it is, since that in-season tournament loss. And they're doing it in dominant fashion and you're seeing the best players on this team playing like the best players on the team this is the type of thing that brings all of those narratives those good narratives about the pelicans back right 
hey, this was the team on the rise. They should be where the Oklahoma City Thunder are and all of those things. And they just haven't put it all together. Well, when you go and get a victory like this, people take note of that. And the rest of the league definitely saw this one. There were a bunch of games tonight, but people were watching this. Um, Gabriel, Gabriel Williams says the refs were horrible. We'll, we'll touch on that in a separate show. I want to talk about how Zion's officiated in a future show here because... I was asked about this on the radio twice. The refs were horrible in this game. But as horrible as the refs were, we don't need to talk about, about them in this one, right? That's what's incredible about this because they just went out despite the bad refs. Zion not going to the line nearly as many times as he should. And all of a sudden, this team still dominated the Minnesota Timberwolves. The Timberwolves who have had the best defense in the NBA basically all season long. And the Pelicans basically said, yeah, we, we don't care about that at all. 48 points in the paint for them. They had a 24-point lead in this one. They only turned the ball over 12 times. You didn't let Minnesota basically do anything that they wanted to do in this game, right? This was a team that thrives off that interior defense. Cool, six blocks, that's it, seven steals. Just nothing going on for them in this one as the Pelicans completely dominated them. This is why, this is why as this team got healthy, that people were saying, let them figure some things out. You've seen some minor tweaks, and we'll go into that later in the week too that I want to touch on. But when you look at the game against the Nets, you know, that's an okay win. You know, they did little things there. That was them just kind of beating up on a bad team, doing some smart things. None of that was like revolutionary. Everything they did in this game, the two-man game between Zion Williamson and Brandon Ingram, between Zion and CJ and some of the other things that you saw, none of this was revolutionary. They haven't overhauled the offense, which has been a problem for them. This is them simply being healthy and going out and beating an opponent, right? This was them doing exactly what they needed to do, what we've all expected from them over this time. That's why this win should scare teams. As I've said, the Pelicans are still not reaching their full potential. They didn't reach their full potential in this game either, right? No Trey Murphy in this one. And they still went out and smoked the best team in the Western Conference. On the second night of a back-to-back, -back, when they landed in Minnesota at 2 a.m., this is a dominant performance and the type of thing that makes you go, oh, maybe the Pelicans are closer than we think to title contention. This is without a doubt, without a doubt, a statement by the Pelicans here of what they're trying to do. When you hear Willie Green saying, we're watching film, this team's buying in. That's what he's meaning here. When you have people say they don't need to revolutionize everything, they just need to all get on the same page and try harder. You get a game like this. This is the offense we've seen from them throughout the year. Guys just played better. The two guys that played the most better, which are the two that matter more than anything else, are Zion Williamson and Brandon Ingram. And they were excellent. Both of them were excellent in this game tonight. I want to talk about both of their performances. We're going to spend the next segment entirely on Brandon Ingram and on Zion Williamson. That's coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. Right now, though, I'm excited to tell you about BetterHelp. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Look, life doesn't come with an instruction manual, right? And are there some things you want to keep the same about your life in 2024? Some things you want to change? You know, it's like thinking new year, new you. 
right? You can get through that with therapy. It can help you be the best version of yourself. I've used BetterHelp actually, right? Like I'm busy. I do the show. I have other jobs as well. BetterHelp is entirely online, so it fits your schedule. And look, you don't need to go through major trauma to benefit from therapy. Maybe you just want to be the best version of you. Maybe you're just at a small rough patch or you need help figuring some things out. That's where therapy really comes in. It can help you set boundaries, learn coping skills, empowering you to be the best version of yourself. So if you've been thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you do is just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. So celebrate the progress you've already made and get on the progress that you want. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LockedOnNBA to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash LockedOnNBA. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We are here Monday through Friday, the number one Pelicans podcast. Coming to y'all like nobody else does, breaking down the biggest win of the season, by far the biggest win of the Pelican season here. We're going to break down Zion Williamson, Brandon Ingram, how they had monster performances, what we saw from them, because look, they were good on both sides of the ball in this one. I think we all agree on that. For your second listen, it's not even a second listen, it's a channel I want you to go and look at. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7 covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. And of course... Make sure you're an everydayer for Locked On Pelicans. Listen Monday through Friday. No one else comes to y'all like this. If you're an everydayer, let me know in the comments down below. Who are you voting for the All-Star Game? Voting is open. I see a couple of y'all mentioned that in the live show comments right now. This is a big win. You know they're going to be getting more votes like that after a performance like this. Because look, Zion Williamson and Brandon Ingram were absolutely dominant in this game. Brandon Ingram set the tone in the first quarter. He was really good. He was determined not to let this team lose. One of the things we talked about, if you're an everydayer in yesterday's show, after the the win over the Brooklyn Nets, was coming out with the right energy. The starters haven't always done that, but you saw it in that game against the Nets. You saw them keep their foot on the gas as the game went on. Brandon Ingram came out and was firing, had his mid-range shot going, and with Herb Jones hitting threes, CJ McCollum hitting threes, CJ four of six, Herb Jones four of five, right? Things opened up for him with Zion attacking the basket and drawing defenders away. It opened things up for him and allowed him to get to his spots and simply do his thing. And if you're also an everydayer, you know he's been locked in on defense for about a month now. He's probably playing the best basketball of his career, at least on the defensive side of the ball. You see him giving an effort. You see him going out there and trying in a way that he never has before. Two steals in this game. He had a block the other night. He's had a steal or a block and I think five consecutive games now. The dude is hustling on that side of the ball, making plays. More than that, though, you're seeing him make team-level plays, too. His rotations on defense were excellent in this game. He was where he needed to be. One of the things he was doing, this doesn't show up in the stat sheet, is cutting off drives and redirecting guys into a dude like Herb Jones. And now Herb Jones can take over and it forces a turnover. It lets the Pelicans get out and run and ends a possession for the opponent. 
it's really great to see him committing on this side of the ball. When he's doing that, it leads to everyone having a better effort. When Herb does it, everyone's effort is raised, right? When Zion does it, everyone's effort is raised. That's what competing on the defensive side of the ball does for this team. It just adds entirely a new element that they're kind of always lacking. But B.I. with the mid-range, I don't have the numbers in front of me right now to see what he did in the first quarter. Um, it hasn't updated on NBA.com, which is what I'm using. He was great, right? 7 of 11, 19 points, 7 assists, passing the ball. When things weren't working for him, get it out of his hands. He didn't force one thing. That's why he shot 64% from the field. That's the type of performance you want. You know, one of the things we've seen from this team at times, and we don't really have anything to complain about here. I see a number of y'all, by the way, in the in the uh, chat talking about Larry Nance Jr. He's not listed on the Today Show thing if you're watching on YouTube. We'll get into him, Jose, Herb, all in the next segment too. Um, but with uh, Brandon Ingram playing at this, not forcing things, not taking tough shots. He's going to convert at a high rate. It makes the Pelicans offense more efficient. That's the important thing that you want to see from him. And he did that in this one. This is a great BI game, even if it was like only 19 points. But the way he played defensively, what he was doing, absolutely loved to see. Zion Williamson was also, in my opinion, just absolutely spectacular. 27 points, 6 assists, 4 rebounds. He was 11 of 15 from the field. 27 points on 15 shot attempts is frankly absurd. He was awesome. Just awesome in this game. This was where the Pelicans come out and kind of execute their game plan. Play to their identity in a way that they don't always, but they've been doing significantly better over the past month, month and a half like this. Right? Zion took what the defense gave him, but also knew when to attack and kind of push the pace and push kind of their identity in a sense, right? You know, one thing you saw was seven assists from Zion, or sorry, six assists from Zion Williamson is he knows that when teams wall off the rim, someone's going to be open. And now with Herb Jones converting shots, CJ McCollum being an excellent spot-up shooter in a way that he hasn't been in the past and is really embracing that off-ball role a little bit more, Zion has outlets and trust in those guys that you haven't seen from him always. So instead of trying to go through Rudy Gobert, Carl Anthony Towns, and a third defender there, right? He's going to kick it out, and those guys are converting. This is the definition of what I've always said. You're not going to space the court for Zion Williamson right away. You need to make teams pay for what they do and how they defend him. The Pelicans are making teams pay right now, whether it's off-ball movement of Larry Nance Jr., the off-ball movement of Herb Jones, Herb Jones hitting threes, which is really, really big, CJ doing his thing, or even the two-man game between Zion Williamson and Brandon Ingram where it's pick your poison. Oh, and by the way, Trey Murphy didn't play in this game. You want another threat out there that's going to make you pay for walling off Zion Williamson from the rim? That's a big deal, too. When they get him back, the offense is going to click even more. But it also just wasn't taking what the defense gave him, right? He knew his spots. One of the things that I loved to see from him in this game was when he attacked the basket. There were times when Rudy Gobert wasn't out there, and he goes, okay, screw passing. I'm going to go attack the hoop and try and put pressure on the defense because they don't have anyone that can stop me. And they didn't, right? That's when you saw him get going, scoring at the rim. Now, he does not get a friendly whistle. And you saw Willie Green and a couple of y'all are mentioning this in the chat here. You know, Willie Green picked up a tech after he was heated. 
There was the complete missed call against the Brooklyn Nets too. We will talk about why Zion doesn't get calls, why the Pelicans, even though they do get calls, aren't probably getting the whistle they should. That might even be tomorrow's show. We might dedicate a whole episode to talking about that and what the Pelicans can do because there are some definite reasons why the refs aren't calling the game the way they should for Zion Williamson. And there are some things the Pelicans can do to get Zion a better whistle and get him to the free throw line more. If you're an everyday or a longtime listener, you're, you're going you're gonna to know what I'm going to say in that show, but it's worth listening to because there's some really insightful things. We'll get into that one. It's going to be a lot of fun. Let's, let's make that tomorrow's show too. So Zion taking what the defense giving him and then recognizing kind of the moment of the game, right? Okay, Rudy Gobert's not there. It's my time to take over. No one can stop me in going and doing it. You know, I love that. And that's why you, you just see Zion... Understate, like it's like you know your job, right? Like he understood the assignment here. He knew when to pass. He knew when to take advantage of the defense and take what the defense gave him too. Just a phenomenal performance on offense from him. But y'all, what are what are the plays you remember from Zion in this one? Is it the block on Anthony Edwards? Because I'm going to remember that one for a while. Bi with a tough shot on one end. Uh, sorry, Zion goes with goes up with a layup, misses it, gets the ball back, puts it back on an offensive rebound. Down the court, Anthony Edwards screaming to the rim and then Zion blocking the shot, gets it to BI for a tough two, not even a tough two, like a BI two that put the Pelicans up 22 points. That sequence is incredible. And then you had all, Zion Williamson also just pick the pocket, I forget of which player run down the court with the steal for an easy dunk. The Pelicans tweeted that an image of that dunk and just said art. They weren't incorrect there, right? Zion Williamson is playing at a high level. One of the things I think a, a couple of y'all are saying, right? Like, oh, December Zion from last year is back. Honestly, I think he's been back. I think he's been back for a while. He took the brunt of the heat with that loss for that loss against the Los Angeles Lakers, 44 points. But everyone played terribly in that game. It wasn't just a Zion Williamson thing. It was an everybody thing. I was on the radio twice on ESPN radio in New Orleans with Gus Kattengill on the sports hangover and on WWL radio with Bobby Airbear right before the game. They both kind of asked about Zion coming around and being a better version of himself. There is no doubt that he's been a little bit, a little bit locked in more, but I think he's been playing at a pretty high level this season when the national media and even local media went on a tear against Zion. I was not so sure about that. I think he's struggled and you can point to his numbers being down a little bit. But it's more about how the opponents have been defending him. He hasn't been playing with shooters, right? What do you do if Zion's on the court? You wall off the rim. And when they don't have shooters to convert and make those shots, what's Zion supposed to do when you have a lineup of Zion, Jose Alvarado, Dyson Daniels, Najee Marshall, and like Valanchunas, right? Who's the shooter to space the court? Who is he supposed to get the ball to to get an easy bucket? Nobody. So he's going to go up and he's going to miss the shot because there's four guys there and because the refs don't give him a very good call. So when you're not doing that, when he has, is playing in better lineups that have some spacing, he plays at a high level. I think he's been good all year. He's definitely been slightly better recently, but I don't think this is like a revolutionary Zion that we weren't seeing before. I think it's just teams are defending him differently because there's other threats that are converting in a way that they weren't before. And for him to play as well as he did in this game against the number one interior defense, Rudy Gobert, and he does well against Rudy Gobert and all of those teams, you know, that says something though. And again, this is the type of win, as we said in the first segment, that sends a statement. You know, you don't need to make big changes to the starting lineup when your two-star players act like this, play like this, when they're locked in like this, and they were. And that's the most important thing that you could see from this team. They will go very, very far when 
Brandon Ingram and Zion Williamson play both offense and defense like they did in this one. So both of those guys were locked in, played an excellent game. I thought both were really good in the win over the Brooklyn Nets too, even though in limited minutes. So when they play like this, look out rest of the league. The Pelicans just sent a statement with this victory, one that we didn't necessarily think they were going to get. I was really excited about this one. I think y'all are here too. Let's keep going in today's episode of Lockdown Pelicans. Larry Nance Jr., Jose Alvarado, Herb Jones appreciation. Game changers for the Pelicans right now with how they've been playing. Let's talk about both of all of those guys coming up here next in today's episode of Locked on Pelicans. Right now, though, I'm excited to tell you about FanDuel. The NFL season, regular season is wrapping up, but the NBA season is underway, so there's still time to get in on, with, in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. Just place a $5 bet, whether it's the Pelicans on the money line to win, whether it's Zion to have more than 24.5 points per whether it's Herb Jones to have more than one and a half threes. I love the FanDuel app because it's so easy to use and there's so many different ways to bet. I love the same game parlays. Get a bigger payout when you string multiple bets together. Or the live in-game betting. You realize the Pelicans are going to run away with this game. You can bet the alternate live updated spreads. And you can find new bets with the Explore tab, where if you want to see what's popular, you can get in on that action as well. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and make your first bet a layup. Again, get $150 in bonus bets, win or lose, with a $5 bet over at FanDuel.com slash locked on. FanDuel official partner of the NFL and the official sportsbook of Locked On. And thank you for making Locked On Pelicans your first listen today and every day. We are here Monday through Friday, the number one Pelicans podcast, breaking down everything you want to know about this Pelicans team, especially after getting a big, massive statement victory over the Minnesota Timberwolves, 117-106. This one was a big one. They were up by as many as 24, 28 points. I forget what the number was here. What was it? 24 points against the number one team in the Western Conference, a team that if you look at them, looks like they are a title contender. That defense is good. Anthony Edwards is good. By the way, Anthony Edwards had 35 points in this game. You really remember much of what he did? Not really, right? Carl Anthony Towns with kind of a quiet night here, right? Rudy Gobert doing virtually nothing for this team. The Pelican starters, who've struggled at times, really running out against one of the better teams in the NBA. So this was a real fun win here, and it's thrilling to see that the Pelicans made a statement like this and doing it without Trey Murphy, who we all know is a very key part and big part for the New Orleans Pelicans as well. So we talked a lot about Zion. We talked a lot about Brandon Ingram. Both were awesome and excellent in this game. But it's some of the role players that are also really elevating this squad here. Let's run through just a couple. Let's start with like CJ McCollum. He's not a role player, right? Like this is a star player for the team, you would think. 24 points on the night for him. He was four of six from three, five assists. He was great. But one of the things that you're seeing him do is really work better or even just kind of take a back seat and be the third guy, right? You know, they. this is a team that needs more three-point shooting. They don't need a guard that's necessarily driving into the lane that's taking the ball out of Zion Williamson's hands or Brandon Ingram's hands. CJ McCollum kind of embracing that third-player role and being more of a spot-up shooter than 
you know, courts, not court spacer, he is the court spacer, but floor general CJ McCollum is big. He came to New Orleans because he wanted to take on a bigger role, right? And he isn't doing that right now, but he's helping the team in a better way, I think. And being that shooter, being that court spacer, playing a two-man game with Zion, playing a two-man game with Brandon Ingram, that's the best role for him, working off ball. He's doing that. Bit of a role player kind of in that mentality, but he's still a key player on this team and he's been excellent for them, embracing a slight change from what he's done in the past. You also have Herb Jones, four of five from three in this one. When he makes his threes, Oh boy, those starters look entirely different, right? You want a guy that can make teams pay. You don't normally think of Herb Jones when they double Zion, triple Zion, but guess what? He's making teams pay right now. If he keeps hitting that shot, teams will eventually start guarding him. They weren't guarding him in this game. The first half, they weren't guarding Herb Jones on the perimeter whatsoever, right? That's where spacing gets mucked up. That's why we're saying maybe you need train the starting lineup if you're going to basically play four on five on offense. You know what's cool though? Making your shots, and when that happens, Herb Jones is able to go out and do damage like that, and it beats teams. It's literally just the definition of making teams pay, and that's what the Pelicans have needed. That's what he's doing right now. You factor that in with the defense that he has, he looks absolutely excellent. And again, with the new contract he got from this team, an absolute steal for what he's been able to provide them. But when he's making shots like this, and he was shooting 45% from three, limited volume, over the final 20 games of last season, came in this year, started well, hit a slump, but is now back to shooting incredibly well. That's the type of player that's a game changer for the New Orleans Pelicans here. So when Herb is hitting threes like that, making teams pay, well, maybe you need to start guarding him. He also works well off ball too, so you see the cuts, you see other things, right? When you look at the Brooklyn Nets, he was the only starter that actually shot free throws, which is why we're going to talk in tomorrow's episode of Locked On Pelicans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, uh, about why the Pelicans aren't getting maybe the whistle from the officials that they should. I have some theories on this. I'm going to share it with you. I've got some data behind it as well. So it's going to be a fun episode. We'll have that for you in the evening. So Herb has been playing well, but it's also some bench guys that are playing incredibly well also, right? Larry Nance Jr. coming back healthy looks back I would put that in like all caps, right? Larry Nance Jr. is back. He's looked excellent for this Pelicans team since returning from injury. He struggled to start the year. He struggled to start the year and was absolutely not helping the Pelicans win their minutes, win games. Then he got healthy and you go, oh, that's why. He's not a bad player. He's not even limited. He just wasn't healthy. And now that he is healthy, he has looked Excellent for this team. The off-ball movement that he gives you, the block he had on Anthony Edwards being fearless, doing all of those things, he has played incredibly well here, working off-ball in the dunker spot. We gave him a lot of love on the show the other day, but he's been a game-changer for this Pelicans team here, I think. He really has come out and given them court spacing in a way that goes beyond three-point shooting, but he's also been making threes too, which has also been one of the things that we love to see from him. Didn't in this game, but working well off ball, letting him play that small ball style they want, close games by switching. You know, you're seeing them better in crunch time with, with Larry Nance Jr. out there because they're preventing guys from getting to the rim that they don't really aren't able to do when Jonas Valanciunas is out there. He's been the best version of himself that we've ever seen on the Pelicans so far, and that's a real important thing for this team. And then finally, of Jose Alvarado. Eight points on the night here, right? Three assists, but it's the three-point shooting 
You know, he he was two of six from three in this one. He took a deep three that like rattled in and then came out. So we could even call him three of six here. So it's 50%. He His shooting's important. You know, when he's out there and you see him paired with Zion Williamson in lineups that maybe scare you a little bit, they really need to make shots, right? They need three-point shooting. If that shot is falling for Jose Alvarado... You know, him being undersized, him being a little bit limited at times in the half court, that's something that really works for him. His three-point shot is kind of the key to making him be a very, very viable player. Well, it worked here, and that's excellent. He's been shooting the ball well, too. So when all of these guys are making their threes, the spacing's good. Zion's life is easier, and things just fall into place so much better. B.I. has more room on those mid-rangers where they're not going to be as contested. All of those things are what makes this team so unbelievably scary and excellent. And why, when you saw it all kind of come into play in this game, right? You know, it's a game changer for this team. It sends a statement to the rest of the NBA. This is the type of win that makes you look at the Pelicans a little bit differently and go, oh, okay. Now, it's on them to do this consistently, right? We've been here before and they've let us down. Time to not do that. Time to not do that. The January schedule is tough. I said during this month where you're going to have an idea of who the Pelicans are. If they play like this, even if they drop a couple games here and there, if they play like this, you're going to look at this team and go, they're a dark horse finals contender, right? Or at least to maybe make the conference finals, maybe not to win the NBA championship, but do some damage in the playoffs. When they come out with the energy like this, when the stars are locked in like this, that's exactly what you want to see from this team. When Willie Green stands up for his players, gets a tech, which fired the team up, all of that is exactly what you wanted to see from this team. The role players stepping up. Statement win that I think is going to make people look at this Pelicans team a little bit differently than they have before. So this was awesome. Love to see this from the Pelicans. Enjoy the win tonight. That's going to do it for this episode of Locked on Pelicans, a live episode of Locked on Pelicans here. Let me know in the comments down below your favorite part of the win. And let me know if you're an everyday or listen Monday through Friday. Or if you listen one day a week, listen two days a week. It helps support the channel. Tell your friends about the show. Subscribe wherever you get your podcast and on YouTube. Do all of the things. As always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. I'll be back with you all tomorrow. We'll discuss the officiating, why Zion's not going to the line as much. It's been the Lockdown Pelicans Podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.